Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Noble Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, they're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Sense Show. This is Dave Hodges, your host. I'm the host that is hopefully leading the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. It's really great to be with you. We have a terrific guest for you today and Susan Bradford. We're going to be talking about a topic that is really near and dear to my heart. We're going to, we have a bunch of topics up on the roster here, but time permitting, uh, I don't think we're going to get to all of them, but uh, there's always another part. But we're going to be talking about Obama's involvement in being an agent provocateur leader in the January 6th insurrection. We already know about Ray Epps. Uh, I had one of Ray Epps' neighbors write to me and say, oh, Dave, he's a nice guy and a patriot. Excuse me, I saw the video. There's no taking back what he said. He was provoking people to go on Capitol grounds the day before. And he even knew it, and they called him a Fed. So uh, Obama's gone way beyond that. We're going to get into that with Susan. And uh, uh, time permitting, we're going to be talking about other things that Obama's doing in conjunction <laughs> with Bush. And it's he's trying to keep money out of your pocket. So hopefully we'll get both of those covered today. But we're going to definitely start with the January 6th issue because it's very, very timely. The first part of this program is brought to you by Noble Gold. And Noble Gold is here to help you diversify and the worst thing you can do right now is leave all your money in the bank go traditional because the economy is going to hell in a handbasket and i don't know what the end is going to look like i mean if the government stops printing money we'll have a complete economic collapse if they keep printing money eventually we'll hyperinflate what that tolerance level is for our currency 
I don't know. It really depends, honestly, how many nations we can keep in the uh, petrodollar satellite group. In other words, they got to buy the dollar before they can buy oil. That's evaporating rapidly. And so I don't know what that date is, but I know what they can do. They can do for you what they did for me. They can get you into gold, silver. They can back your IRA or 401k with precious metals. So if your bank or business that sponsored it goes broke, you don't lose your investment. This is why you owe yourself a conversation, and there's two ways to get a hold of them. You go to goldbeforelate.com, and you can have them send you material. They won't pester you. They're very, very soft sell. Or you can call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Or go to, go to gold before, and that's the word before, goldbeforelate.com. I'd recommend doing this. If you have assets to protect, you've got to diversify. And you've got to go with something that stands the test of time, which is precious metals. Anyway, Susan's on the line with us. Susan, I'm, I'm glad you're here. And things are taking a very nasty turn towards the American people. And January 6th is kind of the catalyst date for this. It's the Reichstag fire, as my friend Doug Thornton, uh, recently retired from DHS, likes to say. He calls this the Reichstag fire, and I totally agree with him. So we're, we're going to be talking about Obama and his people. You know, let me ask you a question. Is Obama mm-hmm. set up shop close enough to the White House he really has day-to-day control? Um, he was at one point. I, I think he, he didn't want to leave um, Capitol Hill. I don't know where he, where he is housed right now, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if he were. Yeah, I know when he left office, he set up very close to the Capitol, like blocks away. He did. Yeah, it just that uh, he did. Okay, well, he's still. This is like his third term, isn't it? <laughs> It is. I think he. Uh, I think um, Trump may have been a, sort of a half a term. He was kind of working behind the scenes there too. But um, I think Biden is definitely his th- third term. You know, before we jump into this, I'm going to present a position statement, and then I want you to either support it or to attack it. And I don't get okay. offended easy, believe me. Um, it's my belief that Trump came into power sincere. He did away with the TPP, which was handing over the control of the government to corporate interests, and he destroyed it. He brought manufacturing back from overseas. Those are both huge no-nos with the deep state and the globalist bankers. He took them on head-on, and he was winning. But somewhere Mm -hmm. along the line, he lost esteem. I don't know if he's Epstein compromised or, or, or what happened to him. But he clearly lost his steam in his last year of the presidency. But in the first couple of years, he kicked the butt of the very people you and I talk about. Yes, he did. Um, I I would agree with that. Um, um, I I think that um, the Rothschilds, prior to his election, um, the Rothschilds had had promised to bring uh, bring forth Nasera Jacera. with uh, to that end they were um they were going to restore integrity to the governments they were going to unleash new prosperity programs um and they were going to you know begin to do right by the american people um donald trump was leading the effort to do so and i think what they did is they waited until they were like they could kind of reposition themselves to um kind of prevent 
um, the, these positive changes from taking place. Um, and I think in the, the meantime, while Trump was trying to implement um, a positive agenda for the people, they were obstructing him every bit of the way. So you, and you can actually see this in, in the lobbying reports, like on the one hand that they're raising money to support Trump, and on the other hand they're supporting his opposition. No, oh, that's classic. <laughs> Control both sides of the narrative. Yeah, exactly. That's absolutely classic. I mean, we see it today. You look at big tech. Republicans go on Fox News and put down big tech. Oh, this is terrible. And then they go back to Congress and accept their campaign donations. Correct. And I think the Heritage Foundation um, received, I think they um, came under fire for this, for, for taking money from, from Google and Amazon yeah. and all the big tech companies that are censoring conservatives. Yeah, I remember when I was first exposed to the idea that the early industrialists, Rockefeller, Carnegie, so forth, were they robber barons or just captains of industry who were aggressive? And when I look at the group that you just mentioned, clearly Google, clearly Mm -hmm. Google, robber barons to the nth degree. Correct, and they they have made um, you know, an incredible profit, um, you know, and and uh, you know through the, through this uh, coronavirus um, pandemic, essentially eliminating a main street and becoming like the new go to business. And I think I read recently that they're now order, um, they're, they're now establishing their own brick and mortar stores, you know, after they've eliminated you know the small brick and mortar stores who were the, their competition. Well, that's part of what the pandemic lockdowns were about. Oh, these are essential businesses, the big box stores who quadrupled their profits and made record money while small business got destroyed and and see small business could have done the same protocols as the big businesses it was all a game to put these people out of business that's correct they they took their ppp money um they they didn't reinvest that a lot of that money in in the business you know i'm talking about the, the larger groups or in their employees they fired their employees and you know gambled in the stock market and you know um invested in themselves so they they made themselves richer you know at, at, at our expense yeah have you seen the articles on the net where they're saying that the uh so-called elite uh, more than doubled their their position financially after the lockdowns. Yes, I have seen that. Yeah, you think it's That's true? Entirely true. Yeah. I, I do. It's, it's probably more than double. I mean, they're, 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 uh, the market should not be in the state that it's in, but it's being propped up by um, the money, in part by the money that was given to them um, during the you know the, the PPP um, settlement. Well, not settlements, but you know the um, contributions <laughs> from the, from the federal government to keep them keep them afloat. Yeah, I yeah I totally agree with that, and and I can't believe that we're not seeing more small businesses banding together or the remnants of small business and attacking this. They're they're, they're quiet, and they shouldn't be. That's true, and maybe you know they're they're intimidated, or they could be in such a financial state where they're they don't, they're not in a position you know to to fight back. I know. I feel like together. I fought their battle for them. Real, I'm very serious. <laughs> I mean, I have run articles on individual people like ladies that own hair salons, for example, the one in Dallas that went to jail. Um, and, and I'm looking at all this and I'm saying, okay, why aren't they flocking to people like me who are defending them and saying, let's get a unified voice here? They just they seem to be just accepting their fate. And they're, um, they're very demoralized, you know, possibly. And with, with all the negative, um, you know, media attention, you know, that has been given to you know the patriots, I'm not surprised. 
you know, and that's, I'm sure it's intended to disempower them. Well, let's give some attention to the people who are making the Patriots look bad through the Reichstag fire of January the 6th. And uh, you have some information regarding Obama's role in this. Yes, and I'm going to go back, you know, again to um, to Maria Zak. I do have new information, but um, Maria Zak from Nations in Action um, had confirmed that um, Obama um, had uh, had worked was working with the um, Italian Prime Minister um, to rig the election against. Trump for 2020, and that the um, the election was rigged in Italy. The money was was laundered through the Vatican, and that the company um, that was involved in switching the votes via satellite was Leonardo SPA. Um, one, the main um, lobbying firm that represented Leonardo um, is um, Ballard Partners, which was a leading um, fundraiser for Trump. They also employed a, a number of. Um, uh, Biden and Obama characters, including um, a fellow by the name of Congressman Wexler, um, who crafted Obama's policies for the Middle East. They had uh, Obama fundraisers and Biden fundraisers on staff. Uh, but the um, very kind of interesting um, uh, c- uh, connection that I was able to make is that um, in, uh, in January, or actually in, this, um, in 2020, um, for that one time only, um, Ballard Partners and another group called the Group, um, the Group DC, um, represented cap- represented the city of Washington DC. And um, you know, prior to this point, you know, they were engaging, you know, they were working with defense contractors and you know, different types of, of organizations. Um, uh, Ballard Partners, in particular, you know, t- tends to um, when it in those on those occasions when it, it did represent municipalities, th- those were located in, in Florida. So there was a small uh, campaign contract or a small fee that was paid to Ballard, less than five thousand um, uh, dollars, before um, in, in 2020. So that would have been a consultation fee. Their partner in representing um, Capitol Hill was the group, and the two individuals who um, were working uh, on, on that project um, alongside Ballard Partners, which had rigged the election, and if you can you know, anticipate that um, January 6th was organized to entrap patriots. It was intended to criminalize um, the patriotic movement, which uh, Maria Zak said, you know, expressed to be you know, the, the agenda that Obama was, um, and globalists in general, were um, concerned with rising nationalism, rising populism. Um, and so they were trying to figure out how they could derail the movement. So that was, this was Obama's agenda. Um, Ballard Partners, you know, as I've, we've discussed before, um, was working with Obama's people to advance their their agenda um, in uh, by way of um, you know foreign policy and other matters. So um, the two individuals who were who were um, working for the group alongside Ballard, Ballard Partners were both um, o- um, Obama allies. One was a gentleman by the name of Sadafi Henry, um, who was a um, he worked in the Obama Obama administration as. Um, the senior legislative affairs director for Biden. So he was there. He was a senior policy advisor for for Obama, who managed his day to day operations. The other gentleman um, is uh, Daryl Thompson, who was Obama's deputy chief of staff um, for intergovernment relations. He was uh, he coordinated um, the labor unions, was chief of staff for Obama in the Senate, managed his day to day political operations. So you've got the two Obama. 
um, uh, alum who are working alongside um, mm. Ballard mm. Partners. And, of course, you know Obama, you know, his, his um, uh, expertise is community organizing. So the, these characters are, are not, you know, they, they don't generally represent cities, but they, they um, lobby Congress on behalf of big... On behalf we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time half a big business and they, they coordinate you know the you know the um the grassroots activities and other efforts that they need to kind of advance the policy agenda that's uh quite a mouthful there you've really laid out the roster so let, let's go forward here how did they coordinate Obama's activities uh, behind what he did on January 6th? Okay. Um, there, there were a, a, few, a few points. One is that the, um, the Capitol Hill police who opened the doors for the, um, 
you know, the, the, the mob, if you will, to enter congressional chambers. The, the police were, um, were local police. They took their, their orders from um, uh, the city of Washington, D.C. The city of Washington, D.C. was then being advised, uh, advised by um, lobbyists who um, had previously worked for Obama and who relied upon their influence on Capitol Hill through their connection with Obama. So, okay. you know, I, I don't actually know exactly, you know, what their their day to day operations were, um, or what they actually did on uh, January sixth. But they, but they were um, working alongside Ballard Partners, the, the group that had um, represented the company that had rigged the election. And you've also got um, at the same time they're representing uh, Facebook. Facebook uh, had worked with Cambridge Analytica and and Bannon um, to kind of manipulate uh, the the election on behalf of Ted Cruz back in um, 2016 when Ted Cruz failed to catch. Um, they then worked uh, on behalf of, uh, of Donald Trump somewhat unsuccessfully. Facebook is also working with the Atlantic Council um, to. Um, challenge conservative media like to, to fact check so that's what one of their um one of their clients um bannon i think as we discussed earlier ha, um, works for, for the vatican and cambridge analytica is a rothschild affiliated company Boy. So, amazing i mean so you could put two and two together i mean uh, um i you know, to find out exactly what they did, and um, I think it might be a thought to pull the, the lobbying records and to find out exactly what they advised um, Washington D.C. to do on that occasion. But it was like, the one time that they were the one time only that they represented uh, Capitol Hill. And the case of Ballard Partners it was for less than the five thousand dollars, and somehow, you know, the Obama group had a more you know had a stronger um, role within whatever h- happened. You know, with, with you know whatever DC's position was, what they decided to do um, on January sixth. Do you have any information about their on-the-ground activities? I do not. Just that they were the lobbying group. Um, lobbyists um, uh, um, are involved in coordinating. The, they work with um, public relations firms with with uh, grass grassroots organizations. You know, and they they mobilize people. You know, so I would imagine that they're they're working with you know um, different community organizations. But I do not have, as of yet, I do not have um, the information on exactly what they did on January sixth. Just that um, the 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 aspect of that the the police um, who <coughs> were involved in opening the barricades were taking orders from the city um, around this time. So you think Bowser was involved? I, I think DC so. Mayor Bowser. I want to make sure we're clear about correct. what we're talking about. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to. I guess um, you know, jump to any conclusions. Yeah, I, I can only state what what is there. Um, I do know that that the people who were fomenting um, the insurrection on January sixth were the same people who were involved in. Um, the same like uh, network of, of lobbying firms that were involved in um, uh, uh, of switching the votes on, on, during the election. Um, they were involved in um, uh, the Trump's you, know, you know Trump's team working with Obama's team um, to advance Obama's foreign policy. They were capitalizing on opportunities made you know made available through Obama. They were involved in, in switching the vote, and then here they appear again. You know, um, 
on Janu- you know, representing uh, um, the city of Washington, D.C., when you know the, the local police took some very questionable action. Um, you can also see how um, uh, Ted Cruz, for example, who is um, Cambridge Analytica's uh, choice, was working with um, the Proud Boys, for example. The, the Proud Boys ha- had um, stated that one, you know, that they were um, uh, informants for the FBI. The Department of Justice was controlled by Obama. Um, they had also said that they were in communication with Ted with Ted Cruz's office. Ted Cruz was involved with. Um, uh, um, you know, trying to um, get some type of um, accounting for the alleged election fraud um, before January 6th, after the alleged alleged insurrection, he then began to say, you know, he began to call um, those who participated terrorists. So he was kind of part of the agenda. Yeah, he had to walk that one back pretty quickly, though, because people, his political career is over. There's no one from my side of the fence that will ever support Ted Cruz now after what he said. I, I think he, I think he showed his hand. Yeah, in fact, Tucker Carlson called him on a show to confront him, and Ted Cruz tried to backpedal. But as my dad used to say, the more you stir poop, the worse it stinks. And he came out of that stinking worse than when he went into the interview. So there, there's no way he's ever going to be a factor again. I think they can discard him. Um, but, you know, he always was a problem. He was a problem for Trump. But then it's kind of like if you can't beat him, join him. So he started trying to sound like Trump. That's how I see his his metamorphosis in the last four years. But, you know, I don't know if you know this about his wife, Heidi. Um she was Gold, Goldman Sachs, I believe. Yeah, well, Goldman Sachs operative, but listen to this. She's on the Council on Foreign Relations. Mm-hmm. And we believe he's a conservative? He Give me a break. He, I think he, he grandstands. Exactly. He, he lends the impression that he he's, he supports um, the Patriots, but he doesn't. If you follow what he he does, he you know he's aligned with the establishment. He's an agent. He's, he's agent. an agent um, for them. There's no question. He, he's like, can I keep coming back to this? But it's true. Fox News is a controlled opposition. They donate maybe one tenth of one percent of their coverage to the real problem in America, which is uh, voter fraud. They're not doing enough with vaccine death, but they'll give you every other scandal to make the uh, conservative public believe they're on their side. And they're a forum for Republicans that come and bitch and moan and go back to Congress and do nothing. And then you have Sean Hannity, um, who is involved in the subsidized housing market, making a profit. <laughs> I don't know how he has the time. How does he do, what, show, what does he do with this? And, what does he do with this? Um, I, I don't know all the details, but um, I believe he was working with um, one of Trump's attorneys. I think it might have been Cohen. Um, to uh, I think he, he has some type of uh, how, uh, subsidized housing that he, where he's um, the landlord. He's been oh collecting God. money from... So he's doing business with the uh, ex, ex-Trump lawyer who's a jailbird. I believe that's the one. <laughs> Cohen? I mean, Cohen's bad dude. He's he's really bad. Um, wow. Sean, I'm disappointed in you. But he sounds a good... He makes a good Patriot game. And then Trump goes on his show. He was on his show last night. And he will never speak ill of Trump, I think, because his... Uh, you know he's financially in, involved with him, um, and uh, you know of course um, Obama had Valerie Jarrett, and Valerie Jarrett was a, a slumlord. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I making a profit garden, through Garden Grove Apartments in Chicago. Yep. There you go. There you go. 
Subsized housing again. Oh, they they even uh, she had some uh, position with the Chicago city government, and at the time the the uh, mayor Daly actually had to take her off of it because of the backlash of how bad the slum conditions were. They got public. Um, yeah, and, and remember Valerie Jarrett. She's the one that, in the 2012 election, when Obama got reelected, we're making a list of everyone who's opposed to us. Yes, was she was she involved in um, turning the IRS on conservative nonprofits? Yes, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, she mm-hmm. sure was. Interesting. Well, Obama didn't make a move without consulting with Valerie Jarrett, who, by the way, her family is connected to terrorist organizations in Iran. Just thought I would mention that. That's very interesting. And um, when uh, Obama was advising um, Trump's team, he wanted to make sure that uh, that Iran received money from Turkey in violation of U.S. sanctions. Yeah. yeah. They're just a den of thieves. And we wonder why the country's in the position it's in today. I mean, we're, people don't realize this, Susan. We are on the verge of being conquered and occupied by a hostile force that will kill as many Americans as they can. We've got the, the, the treason from within. Yeah, and it starts with Millie, too. I mean, you remember Millie's comment uh, in the uh, Afghan debacle? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to do anything with China. That's ridiculous. We would tell the Chinese if we were going to attack them. <laughs> I could give them a heads up. You know, and of course they're not going to do that because you know China was um, was created by Wall Street. It's their their creation, and we passed all of our our military technology um, over to them. Was it a Cold War strategy where I know we wanted to keep the Cold War going for profit reasons with the military industrial complex and the CIA uh, cooperation in that matter? Correct. Um, uh, on the on the one hand, we were you know selling weapons to the Soviets, and we were selling weapons to the the Chinese and to Israel, and then we were pitting Russia, the Soviet Union, and and China against each other to sell more weapons. Um, and you're right; it was one one big um, marketing scheme. You know, Eisenhower saw through that very early on. I mean, in what was it, 1960, when he gave his farewell address? Beware of the military-industrial complex. Its influence is unwarranted, meaning unconstitutional, and unprecedented, means never happened before. But it hasn't stopped. It's gotten worse. It's gotten worse, and I think you know. I'm not sure exactly what the percentage is, but it's something like you know, maybe is it 90 percent of our of our budget goes to, to the military. You know, think about how you know what we could be doing with that that money. Could it, you know, we could be investing in in our in our people and in education and. You know, in business, you know, like you know, Main Street, but instead, you know, it's going into a war and death machine. I said something once to a person from Germany, and they told me about their free education system for undergraduates for college. And I said, "How can you afford to do this?" Well, we're not involved in multiple wars like you are. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so much we could be doing for our people, but uh, that's. I, I just reflect back, you know, this country's been steered by the wrong people for a long time. And uh, it really goes back to the early days of the uh, Industrial uh, Revolution. 
Um, yeah. you, you look at if you just look at, and I know we're kind of digressing for a second, but mm-hmm. Europeans typically get six weeks off for vacation. Americans mm-hmm. get two. Europeans have paid maternity leave. America has nothing. And I'm not saying that I want to go totally socialist that way, but I'm saying the reason like the French can do this and we can't is because what you just said, we spend so much money on our military. It's a completely different mentality in in Europe. Um, Here, you know, in in, in the United States, we live to work, and we have so many bills and expenses. We're never entirely caught up. Um, And I think in a way we're we're, uh, wage slaves. You know, we have to continue to to labor in order to, you know, pay our ever-increasing real estate taxes, which, you know, even even if you've paid off the mortgage on your home, you you never completely own your home. The taxes increase. Um, same with with your 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 vehicle and other um, assets you may hold. Um, I think in in Europe um, they value life and family a lot more. Where they they work to, to live in a way um, where they're able to in, enjoy each other's company, take time to to read, develop their mind, develop their passion. Um, they keep us in America on on, on a treadmill. That it becomes very difficult for the American people to um, be aware of, of what's happening around them, to, to follow current events. And I think that that in turn um, allows them to kind of keep us somewhat stupefied, where they're they're able to take advantage of us. I think that's a perfect explanation. <laughs> I, I I really do. I think it's they keep us on a treadmill. They're exactly right. Well, we need to take the treadmill and do a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. This is something I'm going to ask Susan to comment when we come out of the break here. But uh, January 22nd, magic day. Mexico's joined the party. Truckers can't cross unless they're fully vaccinated, and that means uh, products shipped to America, uh, well, that's going to fall precipitously, uh, triggering even more product shortages, and some of this now gets into the food realm. And in fact, (coughs) excuse me, there are people I talk to that say that we are going to be eating spoiled food. And I'll give you the history of that once we're out of the break, because there is historical precedence for this in a tough economic time. So I think you better think about storable food. I mean, we're, we're now up to 23 impediments to the food supply that I've uh, drawn up. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. 23. Uh, right now, because we're not in hyperinflation, we're just in severe inflation, but you got a company that hasn't raised their prices and they still have a sale, um, you can go with My Patriot Supply. And we're one of the few... Uh, companies that did not sell out to the government when they bought up all the food and it's available for the public they don't want the public to be self-sufficient they want the public to be dependent on government well you can break that spell by making sure you have enough food now bob griswold resident expert on survival says you need two years plus seeds because seeds have to take over at some point dhs and fema say six months you have to do what you can do 
But I'm telling you right now, for 25-year shelf life. So you're looking to thank someone special for helping you get through the year. Noble Gold has the perfect gift. It's a four-coin set of rare, solid 24-karat gold, Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberties. These impressive coins are bullion-grade proofs authenticated by the U.S. Mint. They're changing the current American Eagle design. They're not making any more. Only 20 left. Buy two sets. It'll cost you less than $10,000, and you'll be gifted a free Apollo 11 coin. Discover more by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347. For food that tastes fine, for food that's high in calories, which you want because you're eating survival food to supply, uh, to survive, I should say, you really need to make a move on this now. There's lots of diversity in the food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Go to preparewithdave.com and look at the sale they have there and order in increments of the sale. And you'll save money all the way through. I cannot stress the importance of this. In fact, I'm going to give you the list right here. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, tools, communication. And that's not a complete list. That's just the the top veneer of what you need to have to get through what's coming. Uh, You are going to be starved and resource starved into submission by this administration if they get their way. They're already showing intentions in this direction, so please go to preparewithdave.com. Susan, I wanted to ask you here before we go into the next area we're going to talk about, but are you aware of this trucker situation? And, And let me just give you a quick background. Teddy Roosevelt made his fame because when the refrigerated car came in, and they would have a refrigerator car break down and meat would spoil. They would treat it with dye, and people started dying of botulism. And Teddy Roosevelt oh, no. created the FDA because of this. And this really kind of propelled him into a position of trust with the American people. He was known as a trust buster, but people of the day would tell you, no, no, he made our food safe to eat. Well, what I'm hearing now is that the food is going to be in such a desperate situation crossing the border on both borders that uh, grocers are going to have to make a decision. Are they going to serve food beyond the time that they should serve it, particularly produce? Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about this? Um, I, I know that the the Canadian truckers are um, they're, they're protesting, and I think the American truckers are going to be following suit because they're being um, forced to va- uh, forced uh, having the vaccination forced upon them, I think there, there are also supply chain issues where the um, the um, the products are not being removed from the ships uh, quickly enough. And I, I think there are issues of, um, of of not having enough people to do it, and I think they're also requiring um, truckers to be members of unions and therefore Democratic voters and, and campaign contributors before they're allowed allowed to work. Um, I don't know anything specifically about um, uh, whether they're, they're going to be serving us uh, rotten food uh, or not. Um, my thought on this is that they, they may be trying to usher in um, lab-made food because, you know, they've been promoting, you know, bugs, which we, of course, would be horrendous to eat, but, but also to, you know, to offer us lab-made meat, lab-made fruit and vegetables, which could be you know, a new type of GMO product. Wow. I think you just made a great, great point there. Because I, 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 we know the agenda from the World Economic Forum is plants, seafood, um, bugs, and the fourth, mm-hmm. oh, fake lab meat. Uh, those are the four foodstuffs that they're saying we're going to have to eat. 
this may be the beginning of the ability to bring this in because we have such shortages. That's a possibility, and, that, and it would also be in line with their um, their Green New Deal to provide a more environmentally friendly type yeah. of program. Well, that's where that came from, was the New Green Deal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. That's... Uh, yeah, and the whole thing with the produce, the way it was explained to me, was it's not that grocers are going to conspire to poison America. It's that individual grocers are going to make individual financial decisions to stretch the expiration dates out, maybe beyond what they should, so they don't throw away stuff they'd normally throw away, and they can make money in a, a declining profit industry. That's what I've been told. And they may be increasing uh, preservatives in food to keep them last, mm-hmm. enable them to last longer. Those would, of course, poison us eventually. And I think they're also p- putting in a lot of sugars in, in food. I think the you know, sugars can also you know, undermine our health. It's more than, than they're acknowledging. Yeah. I, I just saw a thing from a cardiologist that uh, talked about our farming, how it's changed with the advent of, of uh, corporate farms. No more rotation of crops. They're they're killing the soil because they're uh, planting too many crops too close together, um, and and so the soil is so depleted right now that we don't get the nutrients that we need because the plants. I mean, the food eats the soil as it's growing. Correct. And if your soil's bad, well, then your your food is bad. And this if, and this guy is the top cardiologist in the country, in the world. He developed all these uh, open heart techniques. Um, and I think his name is Gundy, and he's developed all these great techniques and strategies. Uh, Harvard educated, uh, called in as a consultant on everything to do with uh, open heart surgery, and he's saying we're killing ourselves with the food. He said the reason that in the fifties people didn't even follow a diet—they smoked and they drank and they ate fast food—but they were one third skinnier than we are. And he said it's because of the soil with the food. They were getting their nutrients. Yeah, exactly. But but more to the point of what we're talking about, I think you're on to something here. This trucker shortage is going to lead, I think, to an ushering in of the fake lab meat. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. I remember like, during the coronavirus that um, uh, the farmers were required to... Um, to kill their their livestock yeah uh-huh. i don't know if you remember that yeah yeah and that was totally unnecessary because you don't tran- they don't transmit corona correct yeah the betsy the cow gives milk but not corona that was ridiculous mm-hmm. uh but they did do that because this was the attack on the food supply did you know that china owns 30 million american farm acres i, I didn't know it was, it was that much that, that's amazing 30, yeah, Bill Gates is the number one private holder. China owns 30 million. Wow. That's, that's, that's a national that's security risk. There's actually um, six states, one of them South Dakota, I forget the other five, but they have laws against foreign ownership of their land. So it's just, it's it's crazy what we're doing. Well, let's, let's go to um, Bush and Obama and the Sarah, Sarah and all that stuff. Now, I know um, a lot of people were excited to see um, Nisera, Jacera, um, flash 
behind Trump um, on, at his recent rally in, in Arizona. Now, the um, elites are required to announce Nisera Desera at least once a year. Now, whether they actually implement it is, is another matter. Um, the uh, Nisera Desera has been um, a long time in making. Um, essentially, um, the uh, the powers that be um, have been found wanting. Um, they have established color of law governments, color of law banks. They have stolen uh, trillions, maybe more, you know, from uh, from the people. Um, they have reduced us to uh, to, to wage slaves, um, taken away our freedoms. Um, and through Nisera Jacera, they they were required to begin to reverse um, what they had done. Um, this was brought about through a class action in the 1980s um, over a, a farmland uh, um, and where their um, their uh, criminal uh, banking pr- practices were um, were brought to light. Um, they have. Uh, um, I know, I know that the federal government has been um, uh, forced to to implement. Um, the, the terms of Nasera Jacera, um, Bush uh, Senior refused to do so. The Clintons refused to do so. Um, Bush Junior um, had said that he would do so, and it was um, Nasera Jacera was going to launch, I believe, um, on September twelfth, two thousand one, and we know what happened the day before. Um, the documents concerning Nasera Jacera were held within the, the Twin Towers. Um, the efforts were being coordinated at the Pentagon at, in the area. Um, that was struck. So I thought that was, you know, very uh, kind of interesting. Um, according to um, some of the, the folks who are working on Nasera Desera to have it, have it implemented, they said that um, that Bush Senior was offered over a trillion dollars as a bribe to agree to implement it. He turned it down, wanted to continue with uh, the New World Order agenda. Um, when Obama uh, became president, um, he learned about uh, the trillions of dollars that are available in, in these prosperity programs, and he wanted his own cut. Like he wanted, you know, billions of dollars to, to be given to him, um, you know, taken fr- from these funds. And uh, he is uh, um, on board with Bush to um, to thwart uh, Nasera Jacera in, in any way that he can. Um, so what we're seeing now is that um, uh, Obama has teamed up with, with Bush and, and the Clintons. Um, they're blocking the Sarah to Sarah. They want to be able to, you know, keep these funds for themselves and, you know, for, for their, their, their partners. Um, it, it's my impression, you know, based upon what I've, I've seen, that um, the Bush clan is uh, backing, uh, financially backing uh, the freedom movement in the United States to provide, you know, hope for the people, but that leads them away from, you know, from the steps that they need to take, you know, to um, re- restore their own freedoms and to uh, to force the, um, the government to uh, return the funds that are due to them. So I think there are... Um, uh, according to uh, the requirements on the federal government, um, they are to um, uh, provide uh, services and, and, and money and, and care for the elderly. They are to restore the environment, um, provide you know different new prosperity programs, and, and to invest in the people and their businesses. What they brought us instead were you know Greta Thunberg. They brought they. Um, put uh, infected people into retirement homes, which resulted in the death of the elderly. You know, they have um, uh, forced um, uh, hospital closures and and, um, created conditions 
Yes, uh, that have resulted in the, the deaths of, of elderly people who are who are due money, um, you know, from uh, these different programs that have been set aside from them for them. Um, so I, I think that you know we, we need to be I think cognizant of exactly what's happening. Um, I know that uh, Trump's people have have offered uh, or have have touted Nasera Jasera, but um, it, it's clear to me anyway that um, they are working. Uh, with, with the Rothschilds, um, um, Trump's uh, proximity to um, Wilbur Ross, um, uh, who was his Commerce Secretary, is, is testament to that. Ross um, <coughs> organized Trump's businesses. He handled his bankruptcies um, at a time when um, his partners wanted to push Trump out of the casino industry. Um, Wilbur Ross kept him on board as a salesman. He thought he would be good in, in selling the agenda and uh, on behalf of his investors. So Trump, even though he has done a lot of, of fantastic things, um, he, at the end of the day, he's beholden to the Rothschilds. And the Rothschilds ha- had uh, talked about bringing in a, kind of an inclusive capitalism, um, a, a guaranteed income, but um, you know, and uh, this new Great Reset that would allow us to. Um, not to own anything, and as I think we discussed before the program, what we're seeing is um, uh, these, you know, major investment banks, private equity firms that have become rich um, through uh, you know, different schemes that um, the elites have have had to redistribute money from uh, the treasury, from the taxpayers to themselves, mm-hmm. are now in a position, you know, to buy real estate. At, you know, to offer you know, prices that are far above what the market would warrant, and through that appreciation, um, our our taxes are you know are ever increasing, and it's becoming increasingly un- um, uh, difficult for the average person to to afford a home, forcing them either to to downsize or to become renters. So, in essence, they're you know they're trying to advance an agenda that. They, you know, seem on the surface to be benevolent, but what it does is it shores up the money, the power, the control within themselves. So what we end up, you know, essentially be um, living as a as a, a servant class or, or as dependents. You know, we we can rent and own nothing and be happy. You know, they will provide for our every need. Um, so I think it's more of um, communism under you know a, a different name, but it's. I don't think that, that that what they're trying to do is um, in line with the, the true spirit of the Sarah to Sarah. Yeah, well, it definitely, it speaks to a couple of things that I believe. They don't want us to have money. They'd rather flush it down the toilet. And the reason is, is wealth true. is relative. If, if, if I have a quarter and you have a dime, I'm rich and you're not. If we both have quarters, true. neither one of us are rich and I lose some power. And that's why they don't want us to have any money. But there's also something else, too, I, I've begun to wonder. There's no question that uh, climate change strategies, their mitigation strategies, are based on fake science. But forget all that. Their strategies have one central theme. Gain control of all business entities, all financial Correct. Uh, enterprises, under the guise of we must save the planet. Um when we look at this other stuff like Nasera, Jacera, why why are they going after a potential income of people on that end when they have the climate change coming? Can you elaborate on the, on what you mean? Like, what do you mean by going after people's income? Well, in other words, in, in uh, people we have potential income that's sitting out there that's being deprived from the people by the Bush people, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. 
So with Bush and Obama behind that movement, why are they working to deprive the people when it's only a matter of time until climate change has everyone under their thumb? I, I think they don't want to, to give up um, the, the power. Um, you know, Bush was offered a, a trillion dollars. I can't even imagine you know, having a trillion dollars. He was offered a trillion dollars to release this Sarah Gisera, um and to give up his, this New World Order agenda. He chose to keep um, the New World Order, having the New World Order uh, agenda remain on track. I, I think they want to have money and, and power. Um, if they release the funds to us, you know, we will have the, the freedom to do what we want. We'll no longer be under, you know, their their control. We can start our own business. We can, you know, form our own communities. We'll have assets uh, to do, you know, to do what we want want to do. So I think it's more about control for for them. Okay. Well, so it's just it's just like the second verse of the same strategy is climate change. Um, okay, so climate change. Um, now, I, I think on, on the one hand, if if we were proper stewards of our environment, you know, we would ensure that our, our waters are that you know our, our springs are, are, are clear. We that you know we eliminate uh, pollution, uh, but they're not they're not releasing um, the free energy device technologies that that are available. They pollute our waters. They, they pollute yeah. our airs yeah. and. And the you know as, as you've said, um, global warming is based on um, fake science. So it, it's less about um, um, helping the environment than it is on securing government contracts. Um, I, I saw with an Indian country, for example, where um, the Indian tribes would be provided on guaranteed subsidized housing, and then they would turn around and say, "Well, we have to make the, this housing energy efficient." They would then have per tribe receive millions of dollars in technology to weatherize their, their homes, and then new, new, more millions for solar power for wind farms. The wind farms would kill the wildlife, the birds. It would not really provide enough energy to be you know, properly sustainable. So it's more. I think the Green New Deal, in a lot of ways, is a, a way for them to generate more contracts for themselves, more money for themselves. Okay. Under the auspices of you know, protecting the environment. But if they can shut your lights off and keep you from driving to work, I mean, that's pretty strong control, too. Yes, it is. And I think that that's part of it. They want to be able to limit our consumption. So we might only be allowed you know, to use a, a, a limited number of gallons of water a day or a, or a limited amount of, of energy per day. And then if you go beyond that, you know, you could be fine. And I, I think they're also trying to um, have us charged per mile that we drive. Oh, London just instituted you know, that. Did you know that? I, I did not know that. Vehicle mileage way. tax, yeah. Uh, the BMT. mileage tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I just read that uh, two days ago. It came in on the same day that Boris Johnson, because he got caught partying, had to relax all the mandates. And uh, that also came in the VMT at the same time. Um, so they're charging. People in London aren't going to be greatly affected by it, but people in the outlying areas in, in, in the U.K. will be. So eventually they, they want to force people out of their cars into electric cars, and then ultimately you know, the, the electric cars will um, enable them to, to track and trace everywhere you go to find out how long you stay at, at what types of businesses and for what purpose, and ultimately, ultimately allow them to control those vehicles. Yeah, that's a really good point, but here's the problem. Electric cars sound good to me if you had the battery problem taken care of, and if you had spare parts taken care of, and if you had enough docking stations taken care of. 
they don't have any of the infrastructure in place to support this move that they're already forcing on the people. Just look at the car lots today. This shortage is clearly uh, benefiting uh, Biden's plans to get rid of gas guzzling cars, as they call them. The lots are empty. Uh, what is it? Uh, used car prices are up 40%, uh, 27% for new cars, no deals, and there's shortages. So that's true. I, I don't know if you saw, I think around the Christmas holidays, there was a, um, a big pileup. I think it was on the 95 freeway in Virginia in, in the snow. Mm-hmm. There were two um, trucks jackknifed. Can you imagine if all of those cars, which were stranded for 24 hours, were electric? How, how would you clear that up? You think that, you know, within that time period, the batteries would be dead? You're looking at a, a massive cleanup. It just, I don't think it's um, practical. You know, we don't have the infrastructure in place. Yeah, as you've indicated. Well, human life is not their concern. All I have to say is look at Afghanistan and the withdrawal for the evidence of that with this administration. It's just absolutely insane Same what's problem. happening. Um, this Nisera Jacera, what would be the... Um, I'm trying to think of how to ask you this. What's the source of the money, and how would it be transferred to the people? What's the plan? Okay, that that's a little complicated, um, uh, but I guess essentially... Hey, just, give, just give me a um, thumbnail sketch on it. Uh, okay, so I guess as of um, 2013, um, our debt was acquired, I believe, by the IMF. Like it was, so the people no longer owe any money, um, and so we have been absolved of our debts, according to the Sarah Gisera, so we um, technically we should no longer be taxed. But I think that they have been um, trading off of, and, and I, I know this sounds crazy, you know, mentioning what they've been trading off of our, our birth certificates. They've taken life in, life insurance policies out on, on each of us, and they've been kind of tr- trading us on the market like like commodities. They've made a fortune um, in the process, um, and so we're, we're not actually like when. Um, Attorneys and accountants began to look into um, some of their uh, their, their practices. Uh, they discovered that um, far from being in debt, America, uh, a lot of foreign countries actually owe us money. That we actually have you know an incredible reserves. Um, so the money it, um, is there. Um, and I, would, I think the other question was where where would it come from? I, I, think, I know it hasn't been released, but they they have the, the money. It's you know not it's owed to us. But how? Um, what was the second part of that question? Yeah. Well, what's the source of the money? And 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 so what I'm hearing is is basically it's a debt relief program, uh, suspension of all owed monies to the government and to whatever. But um, what's the source of the money? Is it underground minerals? I, I think it's actually it, it is um, assets. Um, there, there, it, that could be you know part of it. Uh, I. I'm not familiar with that aspect of it, that they are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to assess a value on those minerals and paying us for them. Um, I think this is money that they have, that they have um, uh, taken from us by you know, trading um, on our assets, like creating um, uh, color of law entities. So I think essentially since uh, the, uh, the Civil War, um, the corporation of the United States that was established by Benjamin Franklin, you know, as a, a government contracting service, was bankrupted, um, and so they they reorganized um, uh, the United States under a new corporation, um, and they put 
the American people as chattel, like you know, as surety. So we had been generating revenue for them based upon our, you know, our, our very existence. And so that um, our, our labor has, has generated that revenue, you know, what we've invested, what we've done, our contributions, our, um, our, um, our actual, you know, physical, I guess, physical labor and, and our assets um, have, um, have been kind of taken away from us through various um, illegitimate tax schemes, um, uh, illegitimate trades. Um, they've plundered, you know, the Social Security mm-hmm. uh, funds, pension funds. So there, there were a lot of financial scams that they had to redistribute our assets to themselves. And uh, since they were illegitimate, that money then belongs to us. I, I may not be describing that. Um, no, I, uh, I get it. I get it entirely. <laughs> but getting them to part with it is a horse of a different color. I do know. I wrote an article at one time, and I don't remember the numbers. But quickly, we have enough underground resources and minerals and so forth to more than pay off the national debt. Um, and I speculated the reason that we don't is because China has the hold on it. That's a possibility. Um, I, I know that um, Greenberg Traurig, a, a firm that um, represented Bush, Cheney, and the, the Florida recount, um, they are the correspondence address for a, a, a group called the, the um, a Council for Energy Resource Tribes that controls trillions of dollars of, uh, oh, of yeah. uh, natural resources on, on native land. Yeah, I've heard that. We're, we're going to have to go into that on another show. But right now, i got to give you due credit. Uh, we need to do a, another part on this because I want to definitely hit uh, corporations like Vanguard and BlackRock and so forth and talk about the Native American reservations. But quickly tell people how they can follow your good work. Thank you. Uh, my website is uh, www.susanbradford.org, and I have links to my um, my, my books um, and background and uh, how to, to uh, get a hold of me. If you're interested in, um, in reaching out to me, you can do so um, through the website as well. Yeah, well, I'm sure you're going to be getting a lot of visitors. Thanks for coming on, Susan. I'll be in touch with you because I want to do some follow-up on this. Take care. All right, thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Nova Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, They're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. There are just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-serve basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.